0: My name is David Dearman. I'm the head of school at Trinity Episcopal School, and I'm thankful that Pastor Robin asked me to help today while she needed to be away. Um, gosh, start off with a, an old story that's just made the rounds in the Episcopal Church for probably 40 years. There was a priest who was leaving uh, the Episcopal Church Center in New York. Did their own official business, uh, running a little late and worried. So when he stepped into the, the cab, um, he asked the cab driver to you know to step on it. You know, he didn't want to miss his point. And the cab driver did just that. Stepped on it. And man, that cab driver was just flying through the streets of New York. And so much so that the, the priest uh, was Uh, holding his briefcase tight against his chest with his fingernails digging into the uh, material on the outside of it. And he was grimacing as the cab driver was taking turns on what felt like two wheels. And the cabbie, you know, made a small miscalculation, which ended up uh, causing him to hit the curb and jump the curb. and actually to crash into the side of a building. And so the next thing you know, uh, both the cab driver uh, and the priest are standing at the pearly gates in front of St. Peter's. And uh, the uh, St. Peter uh, looked at the uh, cab driver and said, you know, here is your golden crown and your golden stamp. And then came to the priest and said, well, here is your wooden crown and your wooden stamp. And the priest was going... Uh, look, you know, I'm grateful to to, to be here. Uh, Don't get me wrong, but I sort of noticed that the cab driver's appointments were golden and that my staff and crown are wooden. You know, what gives here? And St. Peter said, well, you know, yes, salvation is through grace alone, uh, but we do here in heaven uh, pay attention to results. And uh, it seems that when you preached, You know, people's minds wandered and they occasionally lost consciousness. But when that cab driver drove, people prayed. And we've been building up to this because, as you know, uh, two weeks ago, uh, we uh, had the parable of the Good Samaritan, which was all about you know em- embodying love to neighbor and what that looks like, being active in the world of the gospel. And then last week, we had the parable uh, or the story of Mary and Martha, and you know, you'll remember that uh, Martha was real busy in the kitchen preparing a meal, and Mary was out in the living room sitting at Jesus' feet, just listening to him. While Martha was on slow burn, finally she goes into Jesus and says, "Ask my sister to get herself in the kitchen and help me instead of sitting around." Jesus says, "No, I'm not going to ask her that because you know, she is sitting at my feet, listening, you know, being attentive, uh, and." Uh, that's the better part. You know, we don't need all of the work that you're doing. And she's chosen the better part. I'm not going to take it away from her. And so that segues into uh, today's reading, which is instead of being out in the world doing all types of good work and so forth, it's more like being at the feet of Jesus. Uh, It's about prayer. It's about that time when um, we uh, look inward open our hearts to God, uh, both corporately and and individually, privately. And as we know from the story of Mary and Martha, uh, the primary thing is the prayer. The primary thing is opening our hearts to God. Uh, That, uh, yes, it uh, it is not meaningful without expressing love in, in the world, but the primary thing is prayer. It reminds me that, uh, and this happens more and more as I get older, that sometimes I will like be walking into a room, knowing I have a (laughs) purpose, but not really remembering what it was I went into the room for. It's sort of like my life is like this. You're like, did I take that pill? Well, I think that uh, it's sometimes helpful if you will return the place you were when you were thinking about it. And, and often, if I will just go back to where I was and just wait a moment, it'll come back to me what my purpose was. Oh, that's what I was going to do. Prayer is like that. Without prayer, we can be actively vulnerable. Involved in the world, doing all kinds of great things, but really not know why we're doing it. Prayer is the primary thing of the Christian life. And that's what this whole season of the season after Pentecost is like during this long summer. We look at the Christian life. And we've been through a whole series that points us toward prayer being central, prayer being primary. Jesus' followers, it appears, knew that Jesus was a person who talked to God. They couldn't help but miss this. Not just in prayers in the synagogue, but he would go off by himself and he would talk to God privately. We know this because the disciples had to ask him, well, how do you pray? You know, we heard John's disciples taught, you know, uh, we heard John taught his disciples how to pray. Would you teach us how to pray? And, you know, Jesus doesn't immediately respond to everything. This time he does. Because prayer is primary. And he teaches them that when you pray, say this. And he starts everything with Father. Now, i got to tell you, if you're looking at the Lord's Prayer in Luke, because it's it's, it's shorter than what we say liturgically. And if you want to find that one uh, closer to that one, then you go to Matthew's version. So in Luke, it's sort of pared down some. Uh, Luke's version might be a bit older. And Jesus starts the prayer with Father. So right off the bat, uh, uh, we are reminded uh, and invited and asked to call Jesus Father. Not uh, you know, oh numinous over-spirit of the universe. Not oh ground of our Being, But Father, we are invited in prayer to act as if We were children of God. Powerful stuff. That we are connected through prayer to something that is greater than we are. We are invited through prayer to be a part of God's family. A family more numerous than the sands of the sea family that is forgiven, empowered, and loved. And there are while there are different types of prayer, what starts with this word Father is a type of prayer that we call adoration. Father, hallowed is your name. I remember a song uh, sung by Fran McKendry uh, in which a, uh, a young boy sort of uh, you know wakes up from you know, he'd been in Sunday school class, but his head was on his desk, and maybe he'd drooled a little bit. And he, uh, Anyway, what he heard was, uh, uh, our father Howard, be your name. <laughs> so he thought God's name was Howard, uh, for a little bit of his youthful uh, life. Um, uh, but it is not Howard. Uh, we're not actually given God's name. That would be unseemly. Uh, we are, though, uh, in this prayer... Uh, ask to say, Father, hallowed be your name. You know, that's prayer. But it is simply adoration. It's like opening your heart to God. It's like wondering over uh, the uh, fabulousness of God. God is eternal. Uh, God is omniscient. Um, God is creator of all that is. It's like, you know, going into... uh, you know, a national park where there are no lights and seeing the vast expanse of the, the heavens uh, and trying to return to that childlike place when you, you first looked and saw the stars and maybe the band of the Milky Way and, and could just uh, look and not imagine that there was ever a place that it would stop and just getting this sort of feeling of infinity. You know, it's just amazing. Infinity means no beginning, no end. and dogs and squirrels, you know, they don't think about timelessness or infinity. You know, God has created human beings who have the capacity to envision, to imagine the infinite. What is one divided by zero? So that we have this capacity to be able to see Stand in awe of God. We've been created in order to pray in adoration of the one who created us. And perhaps among creatures, the only ones who are able to do so, we're invited to do that in prayer. And that starts off the whole Lord's Prayer. And in the rest of the prayer that Jesus has for us in the Gospel according to Luke, Um, we are invited to pray for that which we need. And right off the bat, thy kingdom come. We live in a world today where every week seems like it's bringing some new type of violence. You know, and that there are places and times where it seems like the world's kind of spinning apart. uh, And that, you know, hate gets organized and and manifested. and, And, you know, we don't know what to do we're reminded in this series of readings that Christians are called to pray. There are other things, but what's primary? Prayer. Thy kingdom come. The world, something's wrong with it. It's not the way it was created to be. And we know that God's kingdom, You know, we've had hints of it in power and beginning through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth. You know, you know it, it's started, but not in its fullness, not in its completeness. You know, we don't have the lamb laying down with the lion, and people taking their arms and beating them into ploughshares. We're not there. Thy kingdom come. You know, it's praying for. People. Jesus continues in his teaching on prayer uh, to remind us to be persistent. Prayer is a way of life. Pray for peace. Doesn't look like it's happening. Keep praying for peace. It didn't happen again. Still, pray for peace. Pray, 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 with persistence. Uh, it is a character trait to uh, be able to have a stick to uh, to not give up easily, to persevere. I mean, if I had to wish one character trait you know, that would be strong in every one of the children with whom I work, it's perseverance. Hang in there. If you have a dream, don't give up on it. I remember when uh, uh, my oldest son, uh, he graduated from uh, Ball High School on the island thought he was like the smartest thing since sliced bread. So, and, and, he, and he was good at math, and he liked uh, you know, to fly paper airplanes as a child. So he, of course, he went into uh, aerospace engineering at the Cockrell School of Engineering at UT, and when he went through those doors, it was like he was nothing special. <laughs> Here he was with all these brilliant people, and the first semester, one of the core engineering classes. I think all engineers take the same set of classes. One of those core classes, he failed. It. Just F. Just, and he was shocked. He was scandalized. You know, I don't think he'd ever made anything lower than a B or something like that. That just wasn't him. And, you know, he just, he had this crisis inside. You know, do I, okay, do I do something easier? He finally after looking back and he just, he stayed with it. He took the class again and passed it. And today he's doing what he loves to do uh, because he persevered, because he didn't give up so easily. You know, he had a dream. He had something that, uh, you know, he'd captured his imagination. Uh, he had something that he believed that he could contribute. And instead of just giving that up because the first time he ran into a roadblock or came into some trouble, he just, nope. Classic. That's what I hope from the kids that I work with in high school because I know it's coming. Because it's all it's happened to all of us. I mean we're gonna you know, we're gonna run into roadblocks. We're gonna stumble. There's gonna be things, you know, there're gonna be things in our lives that don't turn out the way that we wanted them to be. Good sense of our gifts and what we want to do. We're asked to persevere. Jesus today calls for us to persevere in our prayer, to remember who we are, to remember the primacy of prayer, and not to give up on it easily when things don't look like they're going the way we think we want them to. Adore God. Pray for peace in God's kingdom. Pray for the things that we need. Pray for forgiveness. Forgive others. In this season where we talk about the Christian life, uh, we are asked to remember, finally, that um, God loves us. And God, you know, in this reading, we're supposed to compare this to a parent. You know, if, if your child asks you, you know, for an egg, you're probably not going to give them a deadly arthropod. <laughs> How much more? If we ask God for the things that we need, will God not much more loving is God than a fallible earthly parent. It all boils down to trust. As Christians, we are asked to bet our lives on God. And in so doing to receive our lives back and to no longer just be related to our relatives but to be children of the living God. Amen.